Okay, so I'm here um, with my Swiss colleague Eva Gexel once more, hmm. um, with whom I usually organize the drama and education days in Constance. Mm -hmm. But uh, today we're not going to talk about Constance, but about a different conference which you attended. Yes. Um, which is the Ideary Conference. And um, first of all, I would like to ask you, since I think not everyone is familiar with, with Ideary, um, what is Ideary? Is it an organization or, um, yeah, what, what is Ideary? Yeah. All right, so Ideary stands for the International Drama in Education Research Institute. And it happens every three years in a different part of the world. And it's not an organization as such, but it's uh, more of an agreement of um, individual research institutions that are interested in the topic of drama and education and applied theatre research and want to continue conversations in various areas of research within the field. Mm -hmm. So it's a research-oriented conference? Very much, yeah, but with a lot of hands-on practical workshops as well. It's a really nice balance. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you attended it for the first time, so where, where where did you have to go? Where did it take place? So I flew from Switzerland all the way to Auckland, New Zealand, uh, which is quite a long flight. Um, and in fact, the, the conference theme for this year was the tyranny of distance. And that played in very well to the fact that New Zealand really is in one of the far-flung reaches of the world for most of the conference uh, attendees. So it was also that, you know, having to overcome traveling such a long way to get there, to share our research, to share our ideas, and to find out about the kind of research that's going on using drama and education in New Zealand. And thinking about the fact that for them, every time they want to share their research, they have a really long way to go. And pretty much unless they're going to Australia, they have to do the same really long journey to get wherever they're going. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, so it sounds as if um, the conference delegates really came from all over the world, not they, just Australasia, but really from everywhere. Absolutely from everywhere. Um, there were perhaps not so many, let's say, from, from Europe as, uh, as from, let's say, North America. There was a lot of North Americans, um, uh, quite a few from various Asian countries, um, and... Uh, I would say within Europe, Ireland was very well represented, um, but there were, you know, a smattering of people from, from literally all over the world, which was lovely. There were even people there from Iceland, um, and of course many Australians, for them it wasn't quite so far. Mm -hmm. What's also really nice is because it is all these institutions, and often these people, because they're really from different parts of the world, often don't see each other, except for at Ideary every three years, and so it's just the sense of, old friends getting together and finding each other again. Um, but there's also this very serious side of sharing your research, sharing your best practice, hearing friendly but critical voices that help you improve your work. So it was a very special atmosphere and uh, it had the, the feel, yeah, of, of both being very supportive, but also being, it was a safe space in which to, um, to critique and, and to grow through that. Okay, and um, so we, we know what the Ideary conferences are. Um, can you tell us a bit about your personal experience? So what were your conference highlights? Sure. Um, I think one of the... Maybe I'll talk a little bit about the conference format in itself because that was um, helped me choose where, where to go and what to do. So it was, in a way, it was a, 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 
it felt like a very large conference because there were so many different uh, workshops and talks on offer. Um, there were, I think, three or four parallel sessions going at once, so there's always a lot to choose from. Um, and at the same time, it felt like a very small conference because uh, there was just a lot of opportunities to get into contact with many different people and, and have in-depth chats with people from all over the world. I think there were maybe about 200 people attending. Don't quote me on it, I'm not 100% sure, but it was, it wasn't, it was a large conference and yet a small conference at the same time. So I think one of the highlights for me was just having this opportunity to meet people uh, from all over the world and have, find out how much we actually had in common. You know, someone living and working in Singapore who had research interests um, and, and, and a passion in common with me, and I'm living and working in Switzerland. Or, I mean, for me, so I'm also working on a PhD uh, in the field of drama and education, and I think a big highlight for me was my bookshelf literally came to life. I had the chance to just meet the authors of the books and articles that I'm citing and reading and working with. I think for me that was very magical. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. So definitely one of the, the, the high the high points. <laughs> definitely, oh, for oh. me, yeah. Um, what I forgot to ask is how long was the conference? How many days? It was actually really, a, if you think about it, a long conference. It was an eight-day conference. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, So really lots of time to, yeah, to get to know people and to attend lots and lots of talks and workshops. So, in fact, it was an, an eight-day conference. Um, one day was a day off, and that in itself was also a highlight because it gave everyone who traveled such a long way time to explore the area around Auckland, so that was lovely. And the final day was uh, an optional day of, of workshops that I unfortunately wasn't able to stay for, but there was a wide range of opportunity of different things that, that could be done. And I had talked a little bit about how many uh, options were running at the same time. And there were, you know, as many as five different options running at once. And it would be a mix of um, talks. So there would be maybe several talks in that one slot, one after another. Uh, or there'd be longer workshops of about 90 minutes that would be running. And so you always had the choice of, am I going to attend a workshop? Am I going to go and catch um, a series of talks? So there was a lot on offer. And um, what was amazing was just this large range of topics that dealt with sustainability, the environment, social work, uh, work with children in schools, all kinds of contexts, uh, working with adult learners, um, working with theater, working with drama and education. We went to see um, a show that was put on by a group of uh, Maori students um, in South Auckland. And it was amazing how empowered the group were through their work with theater. You could just, the energy was palpable. They had another group of students come in. They, they took the bus for nine hours to come be with us to share their, um, a piece that they had prepared that was um, focusing on the, on the Second World War, on the experience of the New Zealand soldiers in Gallipoli. Um, so it was just such a nice mix of watching shows, of being parts of workshops, of listening to talks, and of having time to talk to all these amazing and interesting individuals from all around the world that are working on, if not similar topics, using similar methodologies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, do you still, do you want to talk about maybe any particular highlights? Yeah, so there was one highlight 
that it was kind of serendipitous. Uh, I was really excited about attending Tim Taylor's talk where he was going to be talking about using Mantle of the Expert. And Tim actually trained with Dorothy Hethcote. So, um, it, you know, it felt like the closest that I will ever get, obviously, to, to seeing Dorothy's work uh, in an authentic live context. And it became even more authentic because what happened was um, I had told you about the group of uh, high school students that had traveled nine hours on a bus to get to our conference in order to perform their play for us. And uh, they arrived in the early afternoon and had time to attend some of the conference sessions. And they, a group of them just happened to join uh, Tim Taylor's Mantle of the Expert workshop. And so it became in a way a workshop within a workshop because the students were all sitting just in front of where we conference attendees were sitting. And all of a sudden, Tim was not only sharing his best practice with us as researcher teachers, he was actually working directly with a group of secondary school students. And without meaning to, it became, uh, in a way, a demonstration of how the method works, because these students had never heard of Mantle of the Expert. Um, but he was going to be teaching us a little bit about ancient Egypt using the mantle of the expert approach. And all of a sudden he had half a class in front of him who were fully engaged, who wanted to answer the questions. And it was great for us researchers. I mean, we were still involved, we were still engaged, and sometimes we were just as eager to answer the questions. But it was just so nice to have this um, other perspective in a way and to see how well the methodology worked with this group of students who just immediately were on the ball, engaged, interested, and, and fully involved in, in the story. So I think that was one of the highlights for me. I, again, I can't name them all, um, but one that really stuck out for me was uh, with a new colleague that I've just gotten to know through IDERI, uh, Paul Gardner. He um, was doing a workshop on how to teach playwriting, and he has this lovely model that's that he went through in a way that was very easy to understand that really you can you can use it one-to-one -one. so what he taught is exactly what you can do with your students and he had many tips and tricks so I think that was that was definitely one of the highlights for me. I guess another highlight for me as a first-time attendee of, of IDERI was how well uh, what an effort that the organizers made to really integrate um, local culture in the experience so there were people coming from all over the world and they made sure that we really found out a little bit about life in New Zealand and also about um, the indigenous people and their language. So we started off with this um, beautiful ceremony at the beginning. Uh, I might pronounce it wrong, but I think it's called a pauhiri, where, and it was following, you know, the traditional welcome that would normally be given. Um, and half of it was, it always started off in the Maori language and then bits and pieces in the English language and a lot of singing, which of course is, I think, very, very fitting for a drama and education uh, conference, but it was also just lovely as a, as a way of welcoming us, as a way of uh, teaching us a little bit about local customs. So that was another highlight for me as well, was just having a chance to learn more about life in New Zealand and the way that New Zealand has made a point about really um, put equalizing the two, equally balancing the two languages, English and Maori. Mm -hmm. So that was a lovely um, experience that I would have liked to know more about. There just wasn't enough time.
Mm. Uh, yeah, it's always the problem. Yeah. Like you, you miss out on so many things no matter what. No matter what. And of course, with, you know, five different panels or six different panels sometimes, and you could only attend one, you were always missing out on something. But at the same time, it was really exciting because you just had such a plethora of choices. And so this was a drama and education conference, mm -hmm. not a drama and language conference, yes. uh, language teaching conference. Um, so this is a very wide field. Um, could you give a few examples about topics of workshops and talks? And also, if there were any, um, were there any drama and language teaching mm -hmm. offers? So um, there are too many for me to mention them all, so I won't be able to do everybody justice who, who presented. But um, there was everything from process dramas. Uh, there's one that I heard about, which I didn't get to attend, but it was it was called The Trash Monster, a workshop about environment issues, uh, which was done by some Icelandic colleagues. And, uh, and it was really, you know, a, a process drama, but exploring environmental issues and how to take care of our environment. So that was exciting. Other talks focused on theater and veterans, so healing through art making. And that's a project that comes out of Canada, British Columbia. In fact, actually, that's my former supervisor, George Beliveau, and uh, my good colleague, uh, Graham Lee, uh, who's now at the University of Manitoba, and there, that was one of their talks. Um, other Canadian colleagues of mine um, from Victoria, British Columbia, talked about collaborating on curriculum change with secondary level dramatic arts teachers. So that's, you know, groundbreaking work that's happening in terms of integrating drama and education in teacher education and in the curriculum uh, in Canadian schools, which is very exciting. Um, other topics were um, looking at um, uh, work that comes out of London. A colleague of mine, um, Selena Busby, she looked at uh, so her talk was called Streets, Bridges, Cul-de-Sacs and Dreams. Does inviting shelter-dwelling youth to work with industry professionals engender a sense of cruel optimism that emphasizes the distance in their worlds? So a really critical approach to are we, what, how much good are we doing and where is there maybe also some need for caution in our attempts to work with drama to empower people to help people that are less privileged in less privileged situations. So there's a lot of critical thinking going on as well. Which is not, not a bad thing, I guess, because um, sort of what I noticed sometimes with the, with the European conferences that, that I attended is everyone was so happy to have found colleagues who do the same, so that we tend to maybe just celebrate what we do. Yes. And maybe sometimes, yeah, one could be a little more critical. Yeah, I think... Maybe that's a little bit of the difference. I mean, you and I, we have this experience of, of, of trying to build up something, um, especially in terms of theater and language teaching or drama and education and language teaching in our central European context. Whereas this particular um, institute, which it only happens every three years, and you do have colleagues from all over the world, and many of them are in contexts where drama and education actually is integrated either in teacher training and or in the curriculum. Um, so they're a few steps further along the way yeah, than we than might we be in Europe. Yes. Yeah. And so that's probably time to look at it more critically. Yes. Whereas, whereas we are still, we're still building up something. Yeah. More pioneering yeah. phases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're still, as you said, we're just so happy when we find people who are interested in this kind of work. So there, there's a different, there are different types of conversations. 
Um, but at the same time, it was still a very supportive environment. Um, I even got to present um, my own PhD research. Yeah, or give I was going to ask you about that, how that yeah. went. <laughs> um, and I think one of the, the biggest takeaways for me from that was was the incredible amount of support that the community gives to people who are new in the field, who are uh, still, you know, arriving with, I would, I would say that I, you know, I'm still a, a, a relative novice, um, even though I teach and I, and I research in the field, I don't have years and years and years of experience uh, in my backpack yet, if you will. So that was one of the lovely things too about this particular group, although there were many of the big names in the field and many experts with years of experience, they were willing to come and listen to the graduate students and hear what we had to say and were very supportive of our ideas. And so I gather your own talk also went, went well. Yeah. Um, can you maybe just briefly um, talk about what, what your research is about? Sure. Um, I uh, had the great privilege, really, of following um, a small group of student teachers um, that uh, were trained uh, at a Swiss university, uh, given a basic training in, in drama and education, drama conventions, and improvisation, so improv skills, over a semester. And then they spent um, the rest of the of their time at the institution trying different things out in their practicum. So they developed their own drama and education lessons, uh, full-on 90-minute lessons, as well as some shorter um, bits and pieces that they tried in in various subjects across the curriculum. And um, I had the opportunity to uh, video them in class and I had the opportunity to do narrative interviews with them with a focus on how does this, having used this particular methodology, how does that impact their teaching and their learning as teachers and how do they, how do they feel that they grew with this particular pedagogy. Mm -hmm. But they're not not uh, say that's not limited to language teaching, right? They teach no. all kinds they of different subjects. They teach all subjects, and they in fact tested um, their particular lessons out in history, in uh, ethics, um, because in Switzerland we have a, a a class, or we used to up until this year, have a course called religion and ethics, um, and in social studies, and also in English and French, I believe. So they did some in language teaching, but some in other. Um, other subjects across the curriculum. I know they even did a few little forays of using drama and education in the math classroom. So um, yeah, it was very much a cross-curricular approach. Mm -hmm. And you um, collected their their reflections also? Yeah, I collected their reflections. Um, as I said, these I did these interviews. I'll be interviewing them again um, later on because they're now starting their first year of teaching. So I'm going to continue following them for a little longer. Um, and I guess it's, it's really an explorative approach, um, uh, a, a case study really of looking at, um, what are the opportunities in the Swiss school system and in the elementary school system, because these are going, they're now elementary school teachers of using this particular methodology, which is currently, um, not part of the system. It's not in the system. It's not part of teacher training. And so it's, a you know, a, a small step, but it's a look at what are the possibilities and what are these four stories like? How did these four um, student teachers experience this particular um, teaching methodology? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so case studies, as you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I don't know if I may ask you about it. How how was um, how was the reaction? So what, did you have a good discussion um, after your your presentation? Yeah, I well at Idiri. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I was. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life doing a presentation. Um, I think really just because of who the audience was, but uh, it was a very I have to say very positive, very encouraging um, response. Um, and people were quite excited about um, drama and education being introduced in a context where it just currently is not known. Um, Switzerland, I think, has a strong base of using theatre in education, so specifically having drama pedagogues come into the classroom for uh, a period of time and working with the class and developing a play, a production that goes on stage, um, so very much you know, um, product-oriented, whereas the notion of process-oriented work with drama, so using drama to teach a subject um, or to work on um, personal development, that is not really um, really something that's, that's, that's worked on or focused on in the, in the Swiss school system. So I think they were very excited that that work is now being done, that that's being introduced, and that there's this first, albeit small, wave of student teachers that's that are now teachers that are going to be trying this out in the classroom that might hopefully get their colleagues excited about it um, and that this will you know hopefully start snowballing and growing mm -hmm. okay okay um so it yeah it sounds like a very productive conference all, all in all mm -hmm. um yeah i think you already said it's organized every three years mm -hmm. and um in a different part of the world every time um have you heard anything where the next one is going to be so, rumor has it, and I think it's official now, um, the next one will take place uh, in, um, in the UK in, at Warwick, I believe, Warwick University. Mm -hmm. So that'll be in three years, mm -hmm. so okay. definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. So and if anyone's interested, I'm also going to put the, the website address of Ideary on in, in the show notes so that people can look it up if they want to, and I don't know, get informed about the call for papers if there is any in, in three years time <laughs> sounds good okay then um i guess we're going to wrap up about the idea conference anything else you'd like to add anything otherwise yeah um uh, at idea 9 they cooperated with um a group called dialogue and uh dialogue essentially is um uh, a non-profit knowledge sharing network so they want to support practitioners um, and generate evidence in order to boost and sustain the work that these in this sense um, drama practitioners are doing so they went in and filmed quite a few of the different sessions and uh, so you can actually catch some of them live so I had talked about Eva Oesterlin's workshop drama workshop on sustainability that one's online as a video you can actually watch it um, for some of them there are summaries um, so you if you didn't actually get to attend Ideary you can still get the chance to feel like you were there for at least a few of them and that would be on the dialogueforcommunity.com and I'm sure you'll post that link online yes, as well. Yes definitely so there's at least some possibility to bridge the distance. <laughs> exactly. Online. Okay <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you.